Hey, welcome to the Jackpot Junkie Podcast, where we're going to tell you the stories of you, the weekend warrior, the Jackpot Junkie, to educate, inspire, and entertain. I am Tara Hill. And I am Lindsay Judson. We hope that you enjoy our guest today. Please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so that you'll be sure to catch every episode. Hey, everyone. This is Lindsay Judson. I'm co-creator of the Jackpot Junkie. Today, we're going to be visiting with one of my lifelong, very best friends, Stephanie Gillum Ritchie. She is the founder of Revolution Barrel Racing. Um, Today, we're just going to do what we usually do when we get on the phone. We're just going to chat back and forth about um, business and motherhood and all the other craziness um, that is our life. Stephanie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me to get on. Okay, I'm excited. Let's see what we can talk about next. Um, So if you know us, you know that we have been friends for a very long time. Um, Our moms are really good friends. Um, Our grandparents knew each other. Uh, We grew up going to rodeos and seeing each other on the weekends. Um, You know, Stephanie, the funny thing is our lives are crazier than ever. Um, But do you remember all the crazy stuff we used to do? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. when oh, you talk about it, it lots y'all. of memories can't tell all of it out here but yes no. I do yeah so um, in our early 20s so Lindsay's about five years younger than me and so when we were younger the age difference mattered a little bit but by the time she caught up was about 18 19 and I was 24 so we were running the roads heavy when I was 24 and she was 18 to 19 years old we were inseparable for one whole summer and into the fall and the next year and went everywhere together so yeah we spend lots of time together yeah it's really fun um you know uh, Stephanie and I I have a set of twins she has a set of twins um mine are almost exactly a year behind hers um we both have surprise babies. My surprise baby is about a year after Stephanie's. So, um, you know, we grew up together and now we're, our kids are friends and it's just, it's a new dynamic, but it's, it's fun too. Sure. Um, we're still up in the middle of the night. It's just not partying. It's just with a bunch of kids, you know, getting a drink of water, doing the, doing the toddler thing. Um, so Stephanie, go ahead. uh, Oh, sorry. Um, tell us a little about bit. We're going to visit about a lot of things today, but, um, for the majority of our listeners here, they will want to know about Revolution. So yes. um, tell us a little bit about how that got started and what your, what your, your thoughts were as you were, as you were getting your ideas together and getting ready yep. to launch that. Talk to yep. us about that. Okay. So I've always been a super driven person as you are as well. That's why, you know, we're very like-minded and very driven in a lot of ways. We're very, very similar, both nurses have toddler children three years and three under two at one time. So it's a lot. We take on a lot of stuff. Um, at the time in my life that this came about, it had been a, it had been in the back of my mind for at least a year before I had, um, you know, really said, okay, this is the right time. So um, anyway, fast forward to 2017, the timing was right. Uh, I had already thought about it, kind of thought it out. I hadn't got all the logistics played out in my head, but it just started falling into place how it was supposed to and formed in December of 2017. 
I am an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I wouldn't say that that is the only reason why I did this. I've been barrel racing since I was four, and I'm now 40 this year. Yay. Turning the big four O, <laughs> Big birthday. But, yes. but so, you know, it, it's just something that went along with my personality, first of all, of being driven and entrepreneurial and then wanting to give something back to a community that I had always, you know, looked up to a lot of different people. I just followed I analyzed everything. I'd analyzed, you know, the industry and all different segments from rodeo, barrel racing, you know, just the jackpots from the top to the bottom, you know, and the bottom meaning, I just mean beginners from the beginning phase of where you can kind of get entry level into barrel racing. So that's kind of how it got started. And um, a little bit more to the story is, um, you know, I had been in Vegas about a year before, and so this had started, kind of the bug had gotten started in 2016 when I was at the NFR, and I was thinking, you know, the World Series of Team Roping is out here. It's so huge. That's so something that's built into, been built up and over the last 10 years into something really great for a lot of guys and some ladies. You know, why not give that to the barrel racing industry? So that's kind of how it all got started in my mind. It started with a thought. And then it just bloomed. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Um, The thought was there at that time, and it just moved on into um, from a thought into action for me. You know, the time was right in December 2017, and I just went with it. So, yep, that's kind of how it got started. So it's funny, you know, um, I had not, I guess, after I met my husband, I started going to bigger team ropings with him and I remember, and I've heard other people say this barrel racers, team ropers. Um, my husband would say to me, um, I was riding at the time and I had a couple young horses and he would, you know, that's when we were dating and early in our marriage and things like that. And he would go to the barrel <laughs> race with me on the weekend <laughs> and he would be like, the honeymoon. Oh, y'all can't, yeah. Y'all can't win any money. You know, and, you know, you're talking about, you know, a barrel race on a, on a Sunday afternoon with um, a $35 or $50 entry fee, you know, and then I would go to stuff with him and he would spend more money, but like they could win, you know, they could win a truck or a trailer or, you know, a couple thousand here, 5,000 yeah. here, right. 10,000 there. And he and I, I've heard other people say it, we would all say, why don't barrel racers do this? If we paid more in entry fees, if we did this, if we did that. And it's funny that no one did it. Like you were the one that put the action to the idea. Yeah. Um, You know, but that the idea, I had heard people talk about it for a while. So as soon as I I remember whenever you debuted um, Revolution on Facebook, and I remember thinking, well, duh, that's like the best idea ever. (laughs) Well, thanks. When I... uh... When I was looking at it, we, there was a bunch of different things that were tossed around in the beginning. Um, that's what stuck because I knew that there was a group of people out there that wanted that. You know, it's not mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, it's not for everyone. You know, some people don't want to spend the money and that's okay. And there are some people that just aren't ready for that, you know, but there is a group of people that is ready. And that is, you know, that is our customer for Revolution is the people that, you know, want to put up a higher entry fee to win back, you know, a more significant amount of money. So, and it's just, a, so that's kind of our platform. We still have open five Ds that anybody can come and run. So 
not only are we, we're not trying to just cater to one group of people. We have a group, you know, we have options for you. You don't just have to, you know, just do one thing. But that's the main platform for us is that higher entry fees and higher payback. Because we wanted right. to see it kind of step it up for the industry. Um, you know, the barrel racing industry, just kind of shake it up a little, have something new, you know, that excites people and have something new to kind of go to. And, and this year we put on nine shows and we're having coming up with a finale actually all day long today. I have been in meetings and making decisions, last minute decisions for our finale that's coming up next week, November 15th through the 18th in Glenrose. So anyway, mm-hmm. All of my life, so on the business side, I will say owning uh, and running three businesses right now, I make decisions. That's what I do all day, every day. I go from (laughs) one decision to the next. Yeah. That's what you do as the owner and CEO of the company. So for a lot of the listeners um, of Jackpot Junkie and the community of Jackpot Junkie, um, that is something that Tara and I really wanted to focus on, okay, so like you're really busy during the week. Um, for those of you um, that don't know Stephanie's husband, Robbie, um, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. I call him the daddy of them all because um, Robbie has seven children. Um, he's a good time, but he's a really busy guy. He travels a lot. Um, y'all have children. Um, your your step kiddos are yep. older. They're getting married. Mm-hmm. Then you've got your littles, like y'all pulled in a hundred different directions and yes. the jackpot junkie, the weekend warrior, um, they're the same way. You know, you've got grandparents hauling kids, you've got attorneys going to, to barrel races on the weekends. You've got, I mean, you're just, you've got so much. So tell mm-hmm. us kind of what your week looks like. Like if, you know, like maybe the week of a race, um, what, what does your week look like with your kids and with their activities and things like that? So my husband and I are not super long-term planners, either one of us. We can get up and do something super spur of the moment. But having a business, I have to plan a little bit more. And with kids, I do. So that's something that I've had to learn, whereas he can be a little bit more, you know, sporadic on things. He plans out business trips somewhat. But like on Sunday this week, he had to go to Vegas Sunday night, and that was a last-minute thing. So, you know, it just depends. Our week changes, even if we try to plan it. So on Sunday night, him and I usually have a face-to-face. Okay, what do you have going on? Remind me of what you have going on. Here's what I have going. We do that for about 15, 20 minutes, and then we're done because I don't love logistics. He does, but I don't. And so anyway, we have that face-to-face, and then we kind of just update as the week goes by. I have really good help with my kids now that they're a little bit older. When they were young, I did it all by myself. And it was really hard. But now as they've gotten older, my girls are in school now three days a week. And I have help um, a couple of days with Baron. So um, that that helps me a lot. You know, I can get my work done and then I go home and I focus on my kids and my family at home. So that's super important to me. You know, they're my priority. My business is, you know, is underneath that. So I try to keep my priorities in line. And my husband does the same. He he, you know, his business is definitely our livelihood, but he tries to keep the priorities in line and, and we're on the same page almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of how yeah. it goes at our house. Yeah. And he was, um, Robbie took, you know, he's part of a family business. So that was probably already ingrained. That was something he yes. already saw. Sure. Um, so kind of talk about what do you see? Do you see certain trends right now 
in barrel racing or do you think things are headed in a certain direction? Um, you know, I don't really see trends as so much as I like, uh, I see that people like choices, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's not, there's tons of options. That's one of the great things about our sport. There's tons of options. There's not just a few. So if you want to go to a jackpot on a Tuesday night, you can, but if you want to enter a revolution race on the weekend, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many options nowadays and people are lacking that they have the choice. You know, they like to be able to come to our race if they just want to run in the open 5D, but they get to hang out with the people that are entered in the qualifier, you know, mm-hmm. and get to know those people and maybe seek them out for help or advice uh, or some training tips or, you know, maybe even just go ride with them and, you know, get some help with their horse. So I do, I have noticed that um, because there's not a shortage where we live, you know, the weather's good. There's all these covered arenas. People are having jackpots and barrel races all the time. So there's just a lot of options. Yeah, I actually was visiting with a friend yesterday, and I, you know how Facebook knows what you're thinking sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see something right after you either thought it or started to think it, or maybe you talked about it on the phone, and I saw this thing, and it said that there's a Home Depot, and there's a Lowe's, and there's they're usually on the same street. Mm-hmm. Um, the point being that both are successful, neither one of them are hurting. They just They offer similar but different things. Right. And I think that that's kind of what I see now, um, just in the horse industry in general, that there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a lot and you can pick mm-hmm. and choose what, what, sure. what you want, you know, what's matching up with your needs. That's right. That's um, very at that true. time. That's very true. Um, so there's not a, you know, like I don't have a scarcity mentality at all. And I know some people do, I just don't think it's necessary because, um, there is plenty to go around for everyone, mm-hmm. just like I, and money, and money the same way. There's plenty of money for everyone. Mm-hmm. What you have to decide is, and you have to learn is how to bring money into your household. It's not necessarily that there's a scarcity of money. It's just having multiple streams of income so that your yeah. income outweighs your what you spend. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, just being diversified. The funny thing about yep. horses is a lot of times it's a lot of money going out. <laughs> sure, it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an expensive, very expensive hobby. And that's um, why we think that, you know, there is a certain group that do want to win more, pay a little higher entry fee and win more because it is so expensive. Vet oh, yeah, and fuel and trailer and truck and, and trailer. And, and yeah. Fuel. yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, you're spending so much before you even leave, leave the house. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have a little bit of um, the, the choice there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. What are we going to talk about next? Hmm. Oh, I, we had a very interesting conversation. Uh, this was a while back. It was right after you had launched Revolution. Um, so, you know, the seasons change. Um, you and I have always had a horse or a couple. And, you know, we had children in quick succession, succession obviously. But... You know, I, I was talking about like my, my desires around, you know, riding and, and doing things, Jody and I both, that's my husband, um, how they had kind of changed over the years. It was something that I could never see completely hanging up, but like, I've kind of stepped away a little bit and, but I miss it, but I don't always miss like the grind during the week and having little kids and, you know, juggling my husband's businesses, you know, just like you. Um, but you said something that I think, um, it was whenever Tara and I first started talking about jackpot junkie. It was something that kind of 
it planted a seed in my mind. And you said you were talking about revolution and you were saying, you know, I still want to ride, but my focus has changed this way. I get to serve the community, the industry, um, barrel racers, however you want to look at it. I get to serve and I get to be a part of the community. Um, it's just in a little bit different capacity mm-hmm. instead of as yep. a competitor, it's, you know, as a, um, you know, more as a not stock contractor, but, um, event person. I don't know what you want to say. Yeah, producer. That. Yeah, producer. producer. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Excuse me. But it almost, yeah. And I still feel that way. That is, that is an exact, what you just said in those words is the exact rep- representation of how I feel is I am serving the community. Yes, I take benefit from it, but it's just like, you know, it's from a different perspective. I mm-hmm. have, um, you know, just grown up with most all of these people and the community around this people are just so great. Um, I've gotten to know so many great people. I've already made, you know, lifelong friendships in just a year's time. Um, amazing. I won't name names, but just I've gotten to know a lot of the fraternity trainers, some of the new, uh, you know, up and coming rodeo girls. I've gotten to, uh, you know, know some of the parents of the young people that come and run in our youth race and then in our 40 qualifier race. Um, you know, they're up and comers to the scene and kicking tail. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing that and just seeing the dynamic between everybody, that probably is the most rewarding part is just all the friendships. And then I'll say from sponsor level, the people that sponsored revolution for this year, I've gotten to know those people so well too. And they're such great people. I mean, just everybody around the whole thing is it just, just thinking about it, you know, is, is definitely um, you know, kind of makes me tear up a little bit in way because I wouldn't have normally had I just been barrel racing, I would would have gone to the barrel race in my truck, get out, you know, go when it's my time, and maybe talk to a few people while I'm riding around, and then go home. So in this capacity, I get to know almost every single people that's entered in our person that's entered in our race because, you know, either some of them will come and say hello or. You know, if they have some sort of issue, I'm I'm the issue handler. I'm the official <laughs> issue handler. Hashtag. So you, yeah, you get to, yeah, and I'm doing it with my fingers. Quote issue handler. Yeah. So they get to see my face uh, when they have an issue or talk to me on the phone. Um, but anyway, I just love that. I'm so thankful that I've gotten to know all these great people this year, and that's what I look forward to in the future too. Building yeah. stronger relationships think, with all these people. I mean, unless you know, let's you know, other sports or hobbies and then compared to, you know, barrel racing, team rope and rodeo, um, just that whole umbrella, you know, of people, there's just something different about, um, the horse industry, you know, it's families, you, you know, it's uh, as an example, like at the NFR or maybe at a youth rodeo, you know, let's say somebody's horse gets crippled when they get to the rodeo and they're in the breakaway of the goat town or something like that. Their competitor will let them ride their horse. Like it's a different dynamic than other sports and the, you know, and it's generational, you know, families, grandparents, and then parents Mm -hmm. and then children and the next generation after that, you know, like us, I mean, you're not my family member, but you are. And I see Mm -hmm. that. I just see that. Like I actually went today, I was at the elite in Waco, um, visiting with some friends and, and actually doing a, an interview with um, Butch Mayhew there. And you just feel such a connection to people 
and, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a people business, I guess. Yeah. And it's just it's different than other sports. Um, and because I just think most that's everyone is like you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that we all have to be like minded. I'm not of that mind either mindset either. But you know, they're usually people that are from the country if they don't mm-hmm. live there that's where they would like to be and it's just everything's slower you know slower paced um you know horses do a lot for the inside of you it's very much therapeutic yeah. even if you don't think so it is. <laughs> i'm sure for those trainers that are trying to get a a horse a colt ready for the juvenile in a month aren't thinking you know it's therapy but most everyone else feels that way I felt that way as I got older and realized why I loved uh you know being around my horses and being at the barn is you know it's very therapeutic so it's no different you know I think it's just we're all kind of the same type of people yeah. and, we all and it's all age groups want to be inclusive. together and, yeah exactly yeah yeah so so um let's kind of start wrapping it up let's um so if you, if somebody was wanting, you know, like you, like you've kind of started, um, a new thing with an old thing, or, um, uh, maybe mm-hmm. someone's getting a horse ready or, or maybe mm-hmm. someone's just getting ready to do something new, um, kind of take a risk, take a chance. Uh, what is your advice for them? Like, how would you tell them to get started or how would you tell them to, to go after that thing? I think mentors are super important. I think having a mentor finding someone that's in the industry that you can bend their ear. Uh, If you're wanting to train it, you know, get into training, you need to find a trainer who's already doing that successfully and you need to talk to them. All, almost all of them take an apprentice, you know, will let you apprentice under them. I think that's super important. Um, I have a mentor. I don't know if he wants me to uh, advertise, so I won't, but I have a mentor throughout the whole time that I've been doing revolution barrel racing Um, it's someone who's been super successful in Western industry, you know, businesses as far as, you know, Western sports goes. So, and, you know, I've talked about it before, but I think that's the single most important thing because basically they're going to tell you all the things that you're going to run into. You know, there are some downsides to being in business and they're going to tell you all of the things, Hey, look out for this, look out for that. So it just helps you along the way when it happens and it will because pretty much everything that this person told me was going to happen this year, it did. <laughs> it all happened. So that is that would be the first thing. And then also your inner circle, who you choose to put yourself around is super important as well. Whoever the people that are around you every day determine your happiness and, and also your success. You don't believe mm-hmm. that. Some people may not believe that, but it is true. Oh, I Whoever agree. Whoever you put yourself around determines your success. And so being choosy about that group of people that you let into your inner circle and having a mentor or two that you can look up to, you know, reach out to when you need help, that those are the two most important things. But I also will say people are afraid to get started. You just need to get started. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be worried about what could be going wrong. holding you back because it's the fear of what other people are going to say if you fail or if it doesn't happen exactly how you thought it was going to, mm-hmm. that's what happens. Yes, that, I agree. That is exactly what happens to you. And so you fear and you fear and you keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about how, Oh, it's not the right time or it's not this just get started. You know, everything that ha- is large, huge, successful started at, at a small place and built up to. So, 
you know, I, I, those are my three tips for anybody that's wanting to get started in business. So tell us a little bit about what next year looks like for Revolution. Are you adding dates? Are you changing things up? Um, what does your next we, year look like? We have our schedule 90% uh, locked in. We're going to start uh, advertising that really soon. We'll probably have a schedule. There's one date, I think, that we don't have on the books. Um, we're probably going to get um, – so for next year, something that is going to change. I've had a bunch of people reach out to me wanting to – sanction races and you know have a revolution qualifier um next year so that's something that's going to be new we haven't locked in um for sure dates on that but that'll be coming um have a group in south texas that's going to do some i have a group in oklahoma that's going to do some there is a group in um the wyoming and montana area that's going to do some our finale is going to be huge next year so this year we had about 40,000 in added money and prizes $25,000 added to our finale in the qualifier race plus another 15,000 in prizes and next year it's going to be double at least double that so oh wow yeah so we have new sponsors that have come on we also have um you know, just we're by changing our platform to allow people to have more qualifiers, you know, that brings in more more people into our, our group. So that's kind of what we're planning for for 2019 and just let it grow kind of organically like that, 20 to 30% every year. So that's our plan for next year. Well, that sounds exciting. Well, yep. um, I appreciate you spending time with me today. Um, thanks. thanks for all that. Love, and being we, here. Love talking to you. Um we look forward to what y'all have planned for next year. Thank and after you. that, thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed our episode today. Make sure that you join our community on Facebook, the Jackpot Junkie Tribe. Also, follow us on Instagram at the Jackpot Junkie. And then head on over to our website, thejackpotjunkie.com, and pick up your official Jackpot Junkie swag. We'll catch you next time. Adios. Mm-hmm.